Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and today Rabbi Schneider has a special treat for us as he dives into trusting God's provision through the fall holy days. With the start of the Feast of Tabernacles, the fall holy days are coming to an end. But right now, as we prepare our hearts to begin this week-long festival, we're reminded that Sukkot is a wonderful season filled with joy and gratitude. And so right now, we have a special treat for you. Today's program is one that Rabbi Schneider presented last year when he celebrated Sukkot with several of his friends from inside of his sukkah. He'll be walking us through God's provision as outlined in this holy set-apart day. So let's get started. Shalom uvracha, peace and blessing, friends. I'm excited today. We're going to be doing a show about the Feast of Tabernacles called in Hebrew Sukkot. I want to welcome my friends today. We've got Noe and Brandon and Jennifer and Ryan. Thank you for joining us today. And we just wanted to try to make this feel a homey to you because this Holy Day Sukkot, it's celebrated just like this. We're inside a sukkah. We're inside a tabernacle. And the reason we're inside this sukkah, beloved ones, is because it reminds us of how the children of Israel lived in temporary booths or shelters when they were journeying in the wilderness for 40 years as they came out of Egypt and were waiting to enter the promised land. And so every year, the Torah commands us as the children of Israel to celebrate this holy day, Sukkot, and to build these temporary shelters, individually called a sukkah, plural called Sukkot, to remind us that when we were in the wilderness as the Hebrew people for 40 years, we had nothing but Hashem. We had nothing but God. And yet, even though having nothing but God, we had no insurance policies, we had no jobs, we were completely dependent upon Hashem for food every day. Remember, for 40 years, God sent the manna on the ground six days a week, supernaturally. He sent the quail later in the day. And Israel was supernaturally sustained like this for 40 years. And so the point today, whether you're Jewish, or whether you're a Gentile that knows God through King Jesus, the application is the same for everybody, Jew and Gentile, one in Messiah, that even beloved ones, and I really want you to take this to heart, even if we lost everything in life, as long as we still have God, we will be okay, because he will supply every single one of our needs. And you know, Ryan, I don't know if you've ever thought about this before, but I remember years ago, and I was celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles Sukkot one year, and I was outside on my back porch, the same house I'm living in now, and I had a sukkah built, and I was sitting in the sukkah, and I was at a place in my life, Ryan, I was just kind of stressed, because I was thinking at the time about all that I was doing to keep things going, and I was getting burned out with feeling like if I stopped, everything would fall apart. And I had to say to myself, Lord, I need to get out of the cycle thinking it all depends on me. Mm -hmm. And I need to start depending on you and trusting you. 
Even as you took care of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness, I need to surrender this burden that I'm carrying, Mm. that it all depends on me, and start trusting you. And I can honestly say, that was like a crisis in my life. For some reason, a freedom came into me just through that realization of being able to give the burden to God, to trust Him to go before me, that really, really made a difference. What do you guys think about that? Is that, have you guys ever thought about this or um, maybe never even in reference to Sukkot before, but just this whole concept of, you know, the Israelites had nothing but God, and yet He was enough. How do you process that today, anybody? Well, thinking about it, it it actually uh, reminds us how uh, dependent and um, how focused that our relationship with God should be, comparing it to how Israel dependently looked to God in the wilderness as we're transitioning through this life. He's looking at this as our wilderness and our process to the promised land is being dependent upon him. Amen. You know, I remember going through another difficult time in my life some years back and thought, if I lose everything, I'll still have Jesus. And that realization was like, I'm going to be okay. So that to me is an introduction to my really entering in part of the depths of experiencing the Feast of Tabernacles. So let's go to the book of Vayikra, the book of Leviticus today, and I'm going to be reading from the 23rd chapter. I'll begin here at the 40th verse, just to set the stage for the biblical precedent of the Feast of Sukkot or the Feast of Tabernacles. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but Baruch Hashem, the word of the Lord, beloved ones, abides forever. Hear the word of God. Now on the first day, you shall take for yourself the foliage of beautiful trees, palm branches, and willows of the brook. You shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. So this feast is seven days, and there's an additional day added on at the end that is considered to be part of it. Verse 41, you shall thus celebrate it as a feast of the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. So it happens the same time every year. It's the seventh month on God's holy calendar, and we call it in Hebrew the month of Tishrei. And it's interesting, during this seventh month, not only do we celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, But previous to the Feast of Tabernacles, we begin in the seventh month called Tishrei by celebrating Rosh Hashanah Mm -hmm. called Yom Truah, which is the Feast of Trumpets. That begins this holy fall season. And then 10 days after the Feast of Trumpets, we celebrated Yom Kippur, or the Day of Covering, the Day of Atonement. Mm -hmm. It's a time where Israel recognizes the consequences of sin that blood must be shed. And today we realize that this day was fulfilled in the shedding of Yeshua's blood. And then following Yom Kippur, we have this crown holy day in the fall called Tabernacles. This is a feast of celebration because we've been through the Feast of Trumpets, recognizing that God is gonna judge the world and we need to be ready. Mm. We've been through Yom Kippur, where we recognize the consequence of sin 
And now, since we're through repentance, we're through atonement, now we're celebrating with the Feast of Tabernacles. And during the Feast of Tabernacles, the original context was it took place again in the fall, and it was the time of the last fall harvest in Israel. So one of the things that was going on is the Israelites were thanking the Lord They were thanking the God of Israel for his provision for the fall harvest. And they were also looking forward with anticipation for the coming winter rains so that they could have a big harvest again in the spring. So it's a time of rejoicing, of anticipation of future blessing. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, a special announcement. Experience the majesty of Jerusalem. Join us for a remarkable event that will unite believers from around the world. I invite you to join me on our journey of faith as we celebrate together the Feast of Tabernacles. Don't miss the extraordinary event from Jerusalem, Israel. Join me live from the Daystar Studios in Jerusalem, Monday, October 2nd, noon, again at 9 p.m. and then 1 a.m. the following morning, only on Daystar. At Discovering the Jewish Jesus, we are looking for like-minded people who are ready to partner with us. If you're sensing the Lord leading you to offer a financial gift of support, would you please contact us today? Become a monthly partner. Go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com or to give a gift of any amount today, just call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And now here's Rabbi Schneider with the rest of today's message. Let's continue on. The 42nd verse, the Lord continues, he said, you shall live in booths for seven days. All the native born in Israel shall live in booths. And so today, all over Israel during the Feast of Tabernacles, you'll see people living in these individual booths so that your generations might know that I had the sons of Israel live in booths When I brought them out from the land of Egypt, I am Yahweh. I am the Lord, your God. So it's a time of remembrance. God is saying, listen, approximately 3,500 years ago, you, my people, were living in these temporary booths in the wilderness as I was bringing you into the promised land. I don't want you to forget that. I don't want you to forget who you are. And I don't want you to forget that I'm your God. And I want you to remember that you yourselves know what it's like to suffer and to be hungry and to be, to be discriminated against as you were in Egypt. And I never want you to forget that because I want you to treat everybody else on earth in the same way that you know that you should have been treated when you were being abused. And so built into Jewish ethics and Jewish society and into the land of Israel today is a great spirit of democracy where where the underprivileged are being taken care of because Israel themselves knows what it's like to be the underprivileged and the underdogs. So the Lord continues. He says, so Moses declared to the sons of Israel, verse 44, the appointed times of Yahweh, of the Lord. Now, with that said, what I'd like to do is to make some application, some modern day uh, principles that can be applied to our lives today. As we're thinking about the Feast of Tabernacles, uh, some of you are actually building a sukkah on your own property, Baruch Hashem, praise God. It's a beautiful thing to do, to be able to sit out here and, and look through the roof. You can see that the roof, you can see through it. 
And the reason that we leave the roofs semi-transparent is so that at night we can look up through the roof, we can see the stars. And when we look into the sky, it reminds us of Hashem, it reminds us of God, how we're under the authority of a creator. And we just begin to thank him that, you know, we live in an earth where God is here and he's taking care of and providing for his people. So some of you will actually build a sukkah, others will not, but you're interested in applying the principles of this to your life today. And I want to speak to all my beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord, especially I'm speaking for a moment to those of you that are Gentile and are not going to be necessarily building a sukkah. I just want to stress that there is real opportunity for blessing for you in understanding this holy day. Because when the Lord introduced this day, he didn't say this was a Jewish holy day. The Lord said, this is my appointed day. So he said, this is my, Yahweh speaking, he said, this is my appointed day. And so because this is Father God's appointed day and you've been grafted in to a relationship with him, into covenant with him through Messiah Jesus, that those that were once far off, the Lord says, speaking of the Gentiles, have now been brought near through the blood of Jesus, that the dividing wall that separated the Lord from Gentile people has been broken down. Now Jew and Gentile are one in Messiah. And so now, because you're one with Hashem through Jesus, His holy days have application for your life today. So there's principles that when applied to our life can become opportunities for spiritual blessing. We're not under the law, but let's not throw out the baby with the bathwater because the law has got self-revelation and there's an opportunity for us to be blessed. This is why Jesus said in the book of Matthew chapter 13, he said, every scribe, and a scribe was a Jewish teacher that knew the Torah, and he said, every scribe that becomes a disciple of mine will be like the owner of a mansion that's able to bring forth from that mansion treasures old and new. In other words, that as New Testament believers, there are treasures for us, both in the New Testament, the Birchad Shah, but also in the ancient writings in the Torah. This is why Jesus said, do not think I've come to abolish the law and the prophets, for I've not come to abolish, but to fulfill. Now I know, Jennifer, you're uh, someone that really has kind of embraced this whole uh, Hebraic concept as a Gentile in your life, not as someone that's under the law, but just as someone that you just appreciate it because you love God and, you know, just because you love him, this kind of love for who he is as the God of the Hebrews and the revelation that he gave us in the Hebrew Bible, you know, is just something that's close to your heart. And I know that you've celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles before in your congregation. When you think about the Feast of Tabernacles, what to you warms your heart? I think to me, um, especially the message that God dwells with us, even despite our sin, uh, you know, as you mentioned, you know, coming off of like Yom Kippur and many people out there feeling really sorrowful for their sins. They don't believe that God loves them. They don't mm-hmm. believe anymore that God, you know, they believe God abandoned them. Mm. And to me, to know that Christ died for us, to know that it's not just a conditional thing. You know, you sinned once and, oh, okay, now you sinned 400 times. I'm leaving you now. Mm. But rather that he died and he paid the price for our sins. Mm. And to me, like um, when said God dwells with us, is that he never leaves us or forsakes us. Wow. You know, I'm thinking, Jennifer, in relationship to what you're saying, 
Israel was in the wilderness how long, Brandon? 40 years. years. And do you know for 40 years, every single day, visibly, the Spirit of God manifest Mm. as a divine fire in the nighttime that rested over the big Mishkan, the big tabernacle that, uh, that housed the Ark of the Covenant. And then when the day came, the fire turned into a glory cloud. So for 40 years, Israel literally saw the presence of Hashem dwelling with them. And so, yeah, and Israel, as long as the fire and the cloud, the glory cloud remained over the Mishkan, the main tabernacle that housed the Ark of the Covenant, which housed the Ten Commandments, as long as the fire stayed over it, they camped in that same location. But whether it was sometimes two days Sometimes it was two months, sometimes two years. Eventually, the fire and the cloud would lift and move. And whenever the fire and the cloud lifted and moved, the children of Israel picked up camp and they followed the fire and the cloud wherever it moved to. But they never knew when it was going to move and where it was going to move to. And so it's not only about God dwelling with us, but it's about us dwelling with him. Because if they would not have moved when the fire moved or when the cloud moved, you know what would have happened? They would have ended up dying where they were. Because there was only provision when they followed the manifestation of God's presence. And so that really speaks to us of the importance of being flexible in our lives. To experience God's dwelling with us, we can't put God on our terms and say, well, God, uh, you know, um, I'll go with you uh, next week. I, I think I'll be in a better mood. Yeah. And Lord, uh, I'm not really quite ready to obey on that one, but just hold tight, God, and uh, be on standby, and I'll let you know when I'd like to talk further. No, it's like, when he moves, <laughs> we've got to move. And if we don't yield and follow, we'll perish, we'll die, we'll end up withering in our spiritual life and potentially end up being separated from God. When I first started internalizing the revelation in this holy day and applying it to our life, truly a freedom came over me that was a brand new thing. So, beloved, I want to say to you, as we're in this special holy season today, Chag Sameach, happy holidays. It's a very happy time of year. It's a time to be thankful for all that the Lord has done for us. It's a time to be thankful for the fact that He's brought us to this place in our life. And perhaps most of all, it's a time to be thankful that soon you and I, as we keep our eyes on King Jesus, will be going to heaven. Jesus said, rejoice that your names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. So Father, we want to thank you today for who you are and for the future and destiny we have in you, in King Jesus' name. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Rabbi Schneider here on Discovering the Jewish Jesus. The fall holy days are such a distinctive time of the year, providing a vivid reminder that Jesus is coming back soon for you and for me. And the Feast of Tabernacles, which starts tonight at sunset, is the celebration of that return. As you heard in this episode, Rabbi celebrates these holy days each year, and we believe there is blessing in doing so. Because 
because these feasts are a great way for us to focus our attention on what God has done for us and what he continues to do. God loves us so much that he provided a way for us to be reconciled to him through his son. And that's a perfect reason to celebrate. Some practical ways to observe Sukkot include building a sukkah or waving the lulav and etrog. You can also sing songs of praise and spend time in God's word. But most importantly, we need to take some time to thank God for his generosity and his goodness and to extend those blessings to someone else in our own life. And right now, I'd like to extend a moment of blessing into your life by praying for you. Father God, we come before you and we humbly ask you to be with us during this season. Help us bless others as you've blessed us and teach us to be joyful and encouraging. In Jesus' name, amen. And right now, let's turn things back over to Rabbi. During this very special time of year, I found that many of God's people feel something stirring deep within them where they just want to do something special out of their love for the Lord. They just want to honor Him in a special way. I'm reminded of the woman in Matthew 26. She anointed Jesus with a very costly bottle of perfume. She just didn't know what to do with her love. She just felt she had to do something to show her love and appreciation. If you're feeling something similar to that right now and are feeling a witness from the Holy Spirit to present an offering to King Jesus through discovering the Jewish Jesus, beloved, all, the, all that I can do is just encourage you. Just Go with what the Holy Spirit's telling you to do. I do know this, that when we love God with our finances, we surrender our heart to Him. And in surrendering our heart to Him, we're giving Him what He's really after, which is our love and affection. King Jesus, we thank you for all that you've done for us as we remember you during Yom Kippur this year. We wanna love you back. If the Lord is prompting you to give a special Fall Holy Days gift today, you can give online when you go to discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also give any amount right now by texting the keyword rabbi to the number 45777. And don't forget that you can give a gift right from the home screen of the Rabbi Schneider mobile app. Just click the donate button in the middle of the screen. The mobile app also has plenty of resources and tools available like our daily devotional, Rabbi's articles, and links to all of our social media platforms such as YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'll say thank you for your financial gifts by sending you an engaging and insightful newsletter from Rabbi Schneider that's prepared each month especially for you. We'll also send you Rabbi's Message of the Month that's available as a digital download. These resources are designed to help you grow deeper in your walk with God, but it's also our way of saying thank you because your gifts and prayers really do make a difference. And don't forget, October the 2nd, Rabbi will be live in Jerusalem, and you can learn more by visiting us online. For right now, let me just say, Hag Sameach, Happy holidays. Here's Rabbi Schneider once again with a special blessing. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord gave instructions to Moses and Aaron to speak this blessing over his people. And the Lord said, when you speak these words over my people, I will place my name on them and bless them. Receive the impartations of the Lord's blessings. Yavah Yahweh 
Vayishmarecha Ya'er Yahweh Penavelecha Vichunecha Yisa Yahweh Penavelecha Ve'asem Lecha Shalom The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with His countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, His peace. God bless you. And Shalom. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us again next week when Rabbi Schneider explains how the Feast of Tabernacles affects you. Be listening Monday to Discovering the Jewish Jesus.